Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that will help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. Hello, I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. Hi guys, on today's show, uh, I'm going to be talking with Michelle Rolf. Um, she is an author. She's also an estranged mom. So let's bring Michelle on and we'll uh, we'll get talking. Hi, Michelle. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you, Don? I'm doing all right. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for coming on today um, to... Uh, discuss our situation and and of course your book um how about we start with uh telling us a little about you first michelle okay i was born and raised in a small town in utah caseville utah it was right up against the rocky mountains it was beautiful i moved to arizona about 25 years ago so half my life ago <laughs> <laughs> I always think I'm a mountain girl in the desert. So yeah. my heart is in the mountains, definitely. Cool. Um, I have two girls. I have a husband and I have two girls. And the first girl um, daughter was from a previous marriage. 
And then I married my husband now and we had the second child. So, um, and then my oldest daughter, she gave me two grandsons who I absolutely adore, of course. Awesome. <laughs> I am not, not presently working in a job outside the home. I'm pretty much just working on the book and doing podcasts and radio shows, all the stuff that comes with a book. Um, I just, I guess that's all. There's not a whole lot more. Okay. Well, and you mentioned your book, so let's tell everybody what the name of it is. And then my, I guess my, well, let, let's start with the name of your book. The book is called Losing Her, Finding Me. Okay. And when did you write the book? How long has it been out? I guess I should say. Well, I, I started the book years ago, just writing my history. Sure. And then when the estrangement happened in 2014, about two years into the estrangement, I felt like God just said, this is about the estrangement. And my heart was to help other people who were going through it because I, I felt so alone in it. And we've actually talked about that in our, the group. I noticed a lot of people, there's a lot of shame that goes on with it. You know, why am I such an awful parent and what did I do wrong? And all those things that come up. So I really just wanted to share my experience and let other people know the way I processed it and the way the people that spoke into my life and how I used different tools to get through it. At the time when I was writing it, I was still going through it. So I, it it still was very um, experiential. I was just, you know, as I was going through, I was writing it. So I ended, I finished it after my daughter returned. Okay. So there is, you know, you from in the book, you'll see from the beginning of the estrangement all the way through the estrangement and then the reconciliation, which is not the fairy tale ending. In fact, that was one of the things I asked people that read my book the first time before I sent it to the editor or to the publisher was, well, it doesn't end up with like a Cinderella ending. I mean, it's not happy. I mean, it's not sad, but it's not, you know. Um, And they were like, but Michelle, it's real life. This is like, it's real life. Yeah. So that's how the book came to be. Yeah, it's not that white picket fence or father knows best, you know, to take something from our era (laughs) um, kind of ending. So, um, but... uh, so was there like a, a breaking point, a, a certain thing that prompted you besides the estrangement itself to this is right in the book? I know you said um, God called to you, but is, was there some specific thing that did? Nope. It was just the fact that there was something actually, now that you say that I talking to other parents and you know, they have Facebook groups and we have different groups and it was just so despondent and so sad. And, and some of my, um, the way I dealt with it was I went through recovery. I went through a celebrate recovery, which is a Christ centered Al-Anon or, uh, for codependency. And I did some, and I went to a counselor and I did some work on myself and I think it was on, 
after I'd done that work and it was coming out of it, that's what made me think, you know what? I want people to know that there's a way out of this. I mean, besides the child coming back, because we have no control over that. But I do have control over my health and my recovery and the way I can live the best life I can without them. Right. So I would say that's probably um, precipitated it. Just seeing the despondency out there and the hopelessness and hoping that my book could maybe, maybe help. That's all I wanted. I think that's, you and I are in the same boat. You know, that's the whole reason that I started doing what I'm doing um, Mm -hmm. because of the hopelessness it seemed like for so many people out there. Um, And I'm glad you brought up the fact that you, you know, realize to work on yourself because we have no control over them. You know, I mean, we've, we've done our thing. They're going to come back or they're not going to come back or they're going to come back with other issues. (laughs) So, um, so working on yourself is, is, key. Um, maybe it's a good time to work on yourself. Uh, but, um, and so you said it started in 2014 about how long were, were you guys estranged officially? About three years. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. Cause the, the way I, I do the math is she was pregnant and she announced it on Facebook and then unfriended us. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So I never met that child. Yeah. Until just before she came back, I ran into him at the mall. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's how I met my second grandson. Wow. Okay. And do you mind me asking, like, where you are in age range, if you would prefer? Oh, or? no. I'm going to be 60 this year. Okay. Awesome. I'm coming up on 55 this year. So um, when you were growing up, what were you like as a young adult or or a teen? How was your growing up life? I had a pretty basic growing up life. My parents did the best they could. There were issues just like my dad teased me and he, I really think he thought he was just teasing, but for a young lady who's growing up and already has body issues and, right. and, you know, you, you're always comparing yourself to your pretty friend or whatever for him to tease me about being fat or tease me. He never teased me about the way I looked, yeah. but he didn't really compliment me either. He never said I was pretty. He never. So there was that he was, um, yeah, any attention I got from him was teasing about, and it was usually mean. Yeah. So, um, my mom was pretty submissive, so yeah. she didn't come to my rescue. My dad and my brother would gang up on me when my brother got a little older. He was four years older than me anyway. And so when he got to be more like a teenager, so I'm 10-ish, he's 14, it was his way of getting attention from my dad. So, bonding. Yes. And so they would gang up. Mom wouldn't rescue. I would run to my room crying. And um, so and then I had a grandma who would always who loved my brother, 
but did not like me. And so she would um, always be critical of me, of my weight, of the way I looked. Did I not brush my hair good enough? Did I not? Always critical, which now is an adult, I just feel sorry for my mom because I'm sure she got that just as bad from her. Probably it's worse. Worse, <laughs> right, because she's not a grandkid. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's that. But I never doubted my parents loved me. And I never doubted that I was wanted and that I belonged and that I was safe and secure. I knew that they would provide for me, you know, so I was not neglected by all means. There was definitely love. But Sometimes those things, those kinds of attitudes that he displayed and then and then that she displayed are what they grew up with too. So, you know, so you can only fault them so much some, sometimes. So Right. Oh, yeah. And I've come to that. Yeah. I lost my parents early. I lost yeah. my dad when I was 36 oh, and my mom at 42. Yeah. So um, I wish they would have been alive after I went through this thing with the estrangement because I appreciated them <laughs> so much more and I right. would have understood them so much more. You know, I, yeah. I'm sad I didn't get to tell them. But <laughs> well, hopefully they are depending on what you believe they're looking down and, you know, right there with you. So um, now had you experienced any, or, or do you remember hearing about estrangement or, or anything in your family or friends, or did you know what it was? No, at all. Yeah. I didn't know. My family didn't do that. Yeah. You know, my dad and his family, they would fight um, I can, I would hear them, you know, when we did family reunions or whatever, but there was never a doubt that they were family and that they you don't do that. Yeah. And same with my mom. There was no, in fact, when I was researching it after I went through it and looking at boards and trying to find stuff and right. I didn't even know what the word was until it came up in the search saying, estrangement. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Is there a particular, when you were going through it, is there a particular aspect that was the most difficult that you think for, for you? Yes. I don't know if this is true for other estranged parents. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a subset of them because no one's ever alone in anything. Right. We all right. people go through same things. But I was so enmeshed with Naomi. She was my life. And when I held that baby in my arms, my life truly began. Yeah. And I thought, okay, now she's going to be everything I wasn't. She's going to be mostly, she's going to be thin and she's going to be pretty. And she, and she, and as she grew, she was talented. She could sing and she had a stage presence yeah. so she was everything i ever wanted and so i put every bit of identity into that child yeah and so when she walked away don she took me with her she took my identity with her and i was nothing and i had to build up from nothing 
And for six months, I sat in my chair and ate chocolate and watched TV, totally disassociated and bawled my eyes out and talked about it ad nauseum. (laughs) You know, I just, uh, it was awful. Yeah, I've heard that so much, you know, um, and talked to so many people about the fact that they're nothing without their kids. It's their, their whole life. And I understand that to a point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess if you've never gone through this, then it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. But, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a a challenge. I, I just thought of something while we were talking. Do does your do do any of your children have they seen? Have they heard your book? Have they read your book? Are they interested in it at all, or do they have any thoughts on it? Yes. So my youngest daughter. She has read the book okay. and there were a couple times she would text me or call me and say, um, mom, this didn't happen that way. You, I wish you would have asked me about this. And then I will say, I would say, do you remember this and this and the, the things leading up to it? And they were like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> and so. Yeah, so she read it, and um, and then, but my other one, Naomi, the one it's about, yeah. she, we had a deal. When for one thing, I didn't write it without her permission. Okay, I asked her four times, and the last time I asked her, it was right before I sent it to the publisher. No, it was right before it was going to be published. Yeah, and we said, "Are you sure?" And she said, "Do you want me to say no? You keep asking." <laughs> I can still pull the plug, but yeah. yeah. So, but she doesn't read it. She has nothing to do with it. She didn't come to the launch party. She, she came to the after party uh, because there were so many people from our, our whole life family, you know, that uh, friends that are like family that were there, which I was really happy that she came and saw, but yeah, she doesn't, it's like, well, blah, 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 blah. You don't want to hear which I don't blame her. I would know. I mean, if you're in a decent place right now, then, you know, uh, you don't want to poke the bear, so to speak. But, no. um, so did you have to, in your experience, did you have to seek out any professional help? For me? Yes, I For did. You, yeah. Okay. I have yeah. to say the recovery group was more helpful than the psychologist. Yeah. But the psychologist Honestly, I can't even remember if I got anything out of that at all. Okay. But I'm sure, I'm sure with recovery and re, with, and the psychologist, you know how you're dealing with stuff and you're working stuff out. Right. So to have that sounding board was probably really good for me. Yeah. Have somebody to talk to about it. I know I did in the beginning. Well, not right in the beginning, but um, I think as I recall, it was the next year. Um, and as I went through a year before I even 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Realized that there were other people out there so um and and mine definitely did help um but um um okay so is there anything else besides the writing of the book and the and the um the groups and stuff that really helped with your initial journey or is or, or no yes definitely i mean my friends having my friends to talk to and process it over and over again, especially the friends who have known me and Naomi saw me raise her because you probably know too, Don, that we, what I call a, um, re, um, what do I call it? It's like a parenting autopsy. And we just look at every single thing we did and yeah. did I do it wrong? And did I say this wrong? And was I unkind? And blah, blah, blah. And that right. pun- that punishment or that discipline, was that the right thing to do? Or did I, you know, oh, oh yeah. crazy making. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that it was nice to have friends to say, oh, Michelle, I don't, re- I don't, you, you were a good mom. I saw you deal with her. I saw, you know, or even them know her quirks and her and be able to say, 
you had nothing to do with that. That's just how she reacts to things or whatever. So that was really helpful. Friends are so important. And on my Instagram, I do little reels. So they're like minute long. And one of them, my most popular ones was like a hundred thousand views. And it was on five things never to do with an adult child. And that is one of the things is just you. I I think one of the things on there, and I'm not sure because I've done a couple of them on different things, what never to say to an estranged parent or what never to. And actually that one has been the most controversial. And I'm sure it's estranged children who are talking to me. Um, I've got a few of those too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and each situation is so unique. It is. That you, I can't say it's a blanket statement that you don't, right? Right. Um, but my whole point is with all those things is that all we can do is ask for forgiveness for the things we know we did wrong. Right. But we can't go back and parent them. There's no going back. So either they have to accept the apology and and move on with together or not. I mean, there's just nothing else we can do. I mean, I wish I could go back. I'm, I know I'd be a, such a better parent at 60 than I would have been. At right. <laughs> a little more tired, but yes. <laughs> so. Um, then at 25. <laughs> right. So do you know what, what caused in her view, the, the estrangement then? Have you guys spoken about that at all? She wouldn't talk to us about anything. Um, That's one thing. Naomi's never taken responsibility for anything. I mean, her whole life is she's never taken responsibility. So, and this is one thing that bothered my younger daughter is that when Naomi came back, we just took her back. We didn't ask for anything. We didn't ask for justification, explanation, uh, apology, nothing. It was for us, my husband and I, it was, you know what? It's all done. It's water under the bridge. So what's it going to look like going forward? You know, let's just do it. Right. I mean, is any explanation, is anything necessarily good enough, you know, for you and them? So if you're willing to move forward, then it might be just be better to embrace that if you possibly can. Some people can't. Right. And Mm -hmm. I have a theory. Yeah. I think that she was so unhappy in her marriage that she and he, the more, and he was too. And so the most logical people to blame, well, Naomi's, had a problem with me anyway. So she's always going to blame me anyway, because right. we were enmeshed. So I wasn't right. only enmeshed with her. She was enmeshed with me. And so the easiest person to blame was me. Yeah. And when she got it and it's in the book that, the, and you read that, cause it was at the very beginning yeah. that, that blow up that night. And you know, when you read it, Don, you saw there was no substantial, like yeah. you beat my kid, if there's nothing there, it was just boom. silly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there really was no, but I do think it was just 
And maybe part of it was because we were enmeshed. She needed to get away from me. Yeah, I, I spoke to a gentleman, Kenny Weiss, um, several months ago. Um, he's a he's a life coach and he does all kinds of stuff, but very interesting, um, interesting man. And he's estranged from his uh, daughter as well. And he's of the opinion that, I mean, and it makes sense. We want them to grow up and to move out, you know, and to have their own life. Obviously, we want to be a part of their life, but we do want them to be their own person and have a life. So in a sense, it makes sense for them to do that, even though it sucks. <laughs> so um, they might take it to the extreme, but, um, you know, it kind of makes sense. So and then I spoke with a young man a few months ago too, an estranged child. I know he's reached out to Amy. They've, they've spoken. Um, that uh, he, he, he was a very, very um, polite young man. He's in his thirties and had his reasons. And it wasn't like he just snapped and decided he didn't like them. There, there were reasons and he thought about those reasons. So I know sometimes that's the case. I'm learning more and more. <laughs> so, um, so if your daughter happened to listen and hear this, is there anything in particular that you haven't already told her maybe that you would like to, that you would like to say? Um, yes, I would say that she doesn't have to be anything to please me or her dad, that she is an adult woman and this is her life. It is not mine. It is not anybody else's. This is her only chance at life. And it's her gift that God gives us. Yeah. And that yeah. is our one life and we can choose to do with it whatever we want to do. So I may not agree with her. I may not support it, whatever it is, but I respect her as an adult woman to make her own decisions awesome. and I will always love her and I will always be here. That's awesome. That's good. A lot of, a lot of us aren't there. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and some have been doing it for a very, very long time and aren't there. So, so that's good. Um, is there any positive things that have come out of this experience for you? Oh my gosh. Yes. I say, I, this is my little slogan. The worst thing that ever happened to me is the best thing that ever happened to me. Because if she wouldn't have done what she did, yeah. I would have never found who I am apart from her. And yeah. that I have value apart from her. That is so important. Yes. So, uh, well, like you said earlier, so many of us are wrapped up in or enmeshed, I think is a word you used, in them, that we're not our own person. How about any lessons for you? Um, I don't know if we've talked about that yet already, but, um, I have 
something that I tell people all the time that was a lesson I learned and it is not popular. People don't like to hear it. But when a child asks for no contact, it is my belief that we respect them as an adult person and we respect that decision. And I know a lot of parents who will still show up at the school to see the kids or show up on the doorstep or give cards or whatever. And, and I've heard different things. Some people have said, well, I was an estranged child. And the fact that my parent sent cards showed me that I was still welcome back. Right. So I'm not saying it's a blanket thing for everybody, mm-hmm. but I also know that if it were me and the tables were turned and I asked you for space and asked you to respect me as an adult person to back off and you didn't, all that would would make me matter right. and resent you more and be more angry. So I'm a big advocate of you listen of what comes out of their mouth. And if they ask for something from you, you do it no matter the pain or the the cost to yourself. Because it's their right. I think it's just really hard for us to go from being the go-to person, the, the parent, the decisions are made through us there we everything's done right it's us social life is through us um financial things are through us anything they do is through us to 18 and then zoom they're adults and they can make their own decisions totally get it it's really hard it is and my biggest thing with my daughter was i didn't want her to make mistakes so i would do everything i could to make sure that whatever she did would be fixed or she could get out of it or whatever. Yeah. And all that did is set her up for not thinking that she could take care of her own problems. Right. So I just, that's my biggest lesson. I think Don is just, we have got to make that switch from being the caretaker to being the friend and not being the parent. Cause we have no control. And if we try, I have found it just makes things worse. And at least the, not the parent in the same role we were in, Yes, you know, we have to, I, I agree. And it's hard. It's hard. Um, so, but that's, that's great advice. Um, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with anyone we haven't talked about so far? Uh, any advice, any, any anything just that one of the things i just really would impart to people who are going through this is to please take care of yourself the thing that got me out of my chair and out of the chocolate eating was i saw a post by a woman who said that she was active she was in her 50s She played pickleball. She had a church family. She went to church. She was volunteered at the hospital. She was very active. And her child estranged her. And she said, now I'm laying here in bed. 
I'm on five different medications and I, I can hardly walk and my life is over. Oh goodness. Oh, it was just heartbreaking. And when I read that post, I just went, Oh my heck, I am not going to do that. I can't do that. I just can't. I'm not going to sacrifice the rest of my life because a child has made a decision. Right. I'm not going to do it. So I did the little thing I could and I called the gym <laughs> where I hadn't been for six months. Right. Yeah. And I just said, I set up a date with a trainer and I knew myself well enough to know if I make a commitment and someone's waiting for me, I'll get up and get dressed and go. Right. Yeah. And so for months, I just had those three times a week that I went, saw my trainer. And then pretty soon I started feeling a little better. And then I started eating better. And then after that, I started finally going out with my friends and, and it was just one step after another, just taking the next step yeah. out of that depression and then joining the recovery group. And yeah. And I tell people all the time, you know, uh, you don't have to get from here to there. You just have to get from here to here. Yes. <laughs> One little step at a time. And if you have more, if you have more good days, good hours, good minutes than bad ones, then at least you go in the right direction. So, yes. Um, so. Well, thank you for, for coming on. Um, where can people find your book and what is your website? Okay. So it's called Losing Her, Finding Me by Michelle Rolfe. And it is anywhere online where books are sold. Okay. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, ChristianBook.com, anywhere that you can find it. It's okay. on there. Right. And, I, and I'm also on my name, Michelle Rolfe. I made it really easy. You can find me on Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, and yeah, so you can find me anywhere. And I would love to hear from anybody that, that wants to, you can DM me. I listen, I, I answer them. Awesome. Yeah. Then, um, yeah. I do get, um, you know, uh, quite a number of people in the, in the chats asking, you know, in the comments, I should say, asking questions and things. So, and I will most certainly share that with you um, when that happens. So, well, thank you again. I appreciate it. Um, everybody go out and see if you can find, uh, not see if you can find, find Michelle's book. I believe that any, there's so many different sources out there, so many different things that will help this, help you get through this. Just knowing you're not alone. One yeah. is huge. Um, and then some learning, some coping skills um, and, who better to learn that from than other people that have been through it. So, um, and I think that's one thing that's a little unique about my book yeah. is that a lot of the books are how, like they're from psychologists who have gone through right. it. And so they say, you know, one, two, three, do this, whatever. And mine is just a straightforward experiential. This is what I did. This is what, yeah. how, how I went through it. And exactly. so, yeah. So hopefully that will help. And Don, I wanted to say to you, thank you so much for stepping up and reaching out to this community because we are definitely in need of definitely. voices. And and like you said, when I started research researching, I can't even speak to do this. 
I found people that were professionals, you know, a few um, out there talking about it, but it was, there was nothing from our community, not, not that I could find um, as far as podcasts and YouTube channels, that kind of thing. So, um, so like you, that's really, I, I wanted our voice and somebody who could really speak to it. So, yeah. um, so it's, it's important, but thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.